Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome to episode 104 of the Go Get That podcast. Pleased to be joined again by Andy Lack. Um, big in the golf betting community, big in the golf community period on X, no longer Twitter. Um, second time here, Andy. We're really happy to have you. And we're just going to talk some Jordan Spieth tonight. Thanks, guys. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to be joined by you. I'm a massive Spieth fan. Uh, I think he's had one of the uh, most fascinating career arcs, uh, not just in the last 10 years, yeah. but in golf history. So excited to uh, dive in with you guys. Yeah, well, you wrote a very, very good article um, about two weeks ago. I don't know exactly what date you released it, but I immediately reached out and was like, would you like to come talk about it? Because it is a very fascinating topic to look into. We, we, we touch on it almost every episode. We, it, comes, it comes up in some way about how the Jordan Speed of old, very little signs are being showed right now. So we're glad you could join us. It should be really fun discussing this because you are right. It's very... It's very fascinating. He was completely on top of the golf world um, at such a young age, and now he's looking like not that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first here's the first thing that I think people need to understand about Jordan Spieth. I think people completely misremember how good he was at his peak. Mm -hmm. From 2015 to 2017, he was one of probably the most well-rounded player on the planet, right? This was not a guy that was getting it done completely with his putter. This was not a guy that was getting it done just completely with his irons. He was probably the best iron player in the world, but he was also one of the best. He was one of the better drivers of the ball in the world. He was hovering around that point four plus point four per round off the tee uh, around the plus point three threshold for strokes gained around the green and the iron play was a little bit better and the putting was a little bit better. So we have this interesting situation career arc where uh, he is not those things anymore, right? In fact, the only aspect of his game that statistically is similar from what it was from 2015 to 2017 is his short game. His short game has remained virtually unchanged. He still has one of the top 20 short games in the world. But yeah. he's seen almost like an equal decrease in all three other yeah. strokes gain categories, which is which is interesting because I think people think maybe uh, he lost it with the irons or he completely lost his driver or his putter fell off a cliff. And that's that's not really an accurate telling of the story. It's been kind of an equal fall off in all three of the other major categories of of his game. And. I've kind of looked into, so I've got a ton of stats in front of me. I don't know how deep you want to get, but I've kind of looked into oh. like why, why that happened. Yeah. Um, and why there are a lot happened? of different, different, really interesting reasons. No. Yeah. I, I, I think we definitely should dive into stats. In fact, the thing that sticks out, I'm looking at your article right now. The thing that sticks out to me the most, I just mentioned this before you even got here was the shots gained putting. And I think um, obviously the 2018 to 2023 is a much bigger zone of, data collection but i mean you look at uh he had a decent year in 2021 but i mean that i'm interested to see what that number would be without 2019 
um, because when you, when I think 2019 Jordan Spieth, I think could not do anything but drop in 50 footers for par. Um, so I am, I, I wonder if there's a way to find that. I don't know if you have that stat in front of you because I would assume that that number would probably be a little bit lower. 2019 uh, Spieth was the best putter on the planet. Yeah. I mean, that, that was nuts. I mean, okay. Not to hijack your guys's podcast, but I'm going to no, flip go, it on. I'm going to flip it on you guys and we can maybe go around the horn on this one. You guys, I stare at numbers. I still watch a tremendous amount of golf, but I stare at numbers all day. Right. You guys watch yeah. way more Jordan speed than I do. When you guys watch Jordan speed, how would you characterize what the most frustrating aspect of his game is right now? Um, Almost Every round right now, I mean, he's been known to be a guy who steals shots in places where no other golfer would be able to, right? Um, but when I'm thinking right now in his career, he's consistently losing. He's consistently scoring two to three shots worse than he should be. I mean, you look at me, Jordan and I talked on the last podcast, uh, recapping the hero about how he played the third hole, probably six shots worse than he should have in the last three days. Yeah. So he's just, um, it's not even big mistakes all the time, but it's just bad scoring, really bad scoring. Even when he's hitting the ball well, he's scoring worse than he should be. He never scores to his utmost potential, I don't feel like, anymore. So watching him, that's what sticks out to me. I yeah. think kind of long-term and just kind of following along, obviously Bob and Jordan track pretty much every shot. It seems like he's just playing whack-a-mole with this game. Like there'll yeah. be stretches where the driver is fantastic. And he'll be gaining, he'll lead the field for a round off the tee. And then the next day he'll be, like, I think at the Hero, there was a day he was, he led the field off the tee, hit every fairway. He led, he, he led almost the field at the PGA Championship off yeah. the tee. Oh, exactly. I, I, I'm a junior member at Oak Hill. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I, I play that course a dozen times every summer. I mean, to be one of the leaders in strokes gained off the tee at Oak Hill he had to be hitting it so long and so straight. And so you're right. There's these flashes of brilliance. Sorry to cut you off. Well, no, no. It, it's, he had a it, wrist injury coming in too. Yeah, forget that. Right. It's like, you're not expecting that at all. And to your point at Oak Hill, guys like Bryson, Hovland, and Kepka were in contention and playing well. And speed yeah. still was better than them off the tee. Yeah. He was what, T29 or something? something Irrelevant, like yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and so I think the the numbers that you you bring up in in your article and kind of throughout you can see or just watching a lot of them play, it's like oh, it was really good for three weeks and then it disappears. Well, I mean, we how about just last week? I, right. I mean, they're two exactly. weeks ago. He went thirteen for thirteen in what round two, and then cost himself like four or five penalty shots off the tee the next three days. I mean, the next two days. I mean, it's it's not it's not even a week-to-week thing. It's a day-to-day thing. Well, and it's, it's com- also like the areas of the game, too. Like yeah. The, the, the putter will be good for three weeks, and then you won't – it won't do anything for a month. And then at that point, all the averages just come down because it was good for three weeks, and then it it wasn't even in the bag for the next month. And same with the iron play, same with the wedges. And it kind of feels like broad, broader scale. It touches on the fact that he still doesn't know where his swing is and he's thinking about it all the time and he's always adjusting and he's always fidgeting. And that changes a lot 
very quickly in this game. So yeah, yeah swing changes a lot. It does. And so Dan and I are both econ majors. So we kind of love the numbers aspect of golf as well. And I'm sure you've seen the numbers, Andy, the thing that, you know, really pisses me off with Jordan. And I, you know, you go on his Rick run good account or his data golf account. And you look at those major championships and you see the strokes gain data. How many of the majors, the last 20 majors, has he lost strokes gain putting in? And how many has he gained ball striking? Um, I think probably if you take the last 20 majors or so, he's probably gained strokes putting maybe five times or something like that. You could probably give me the real number there. Yeah. But he just, when it comes to major championship golf, he makes nothing. And those are the four biggest events every year. And he usually ball strikes are pretty good or at least half decent enough to, you know, get yourself in the picture, but then he just makes nothing and you can't win a major not making any putts. Yeah. It almost feels like he's so concerned. Like we know that Jordan's one of those guys who lives for the major championships, right? Like those are the ones he wants to win. He's, he's, he's got to a lesser extent that like Brooks Kepka mentality, like he loves the majors and it's almost like he works so hard to get, a swing that he's been struggling, they struggles with in between majors to a point that he's just, he gets there, the swing's ready and he's put no work in on the greens. It almost feels like that um, because he's thrown away multiple major championships, multiple major championship contentions in the last five years because of his putters only. So. Yeah, I, I pulled it up while you guys were talking. He's lost strokes putting in 14 out of his last 20. So <sighs> yeah, you're right. I mean, he's hovering in that 70% of the last of the majors that he's played in over the last five years. He's lost strokes putting and he's actually, I didn't realize this, he's actually driven the ball pretty well at majors yeah. recently. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the, if you guys want to take this in a major direction, because I think he's a good enough player that at this point, his career is going to be measured in majors, right? Like I yeah. would say how many more times does Spieth have, to, I can give you guys my whole, I'm a bit of a golf history nerd. So I could walk through like what he would have to do to raise up the ranks and become like a top 15, top 20 golfer of all time. But I can tell you one thing, it's not winning the heritage once a year or even winning two or no. three regular PGA what about events it's it's contending and competing in majors and i think the problem with spieth a little bit is that and this is like partially a fallacy but there is some truth to it um oak hill is like the counter example right oak hill is kind of the exception to the rule but because of the way that the usga and pga championship are trending in terms of their setups you're not getting as many Chambers Bay setups no. um, that Jordan Spieth was a little bit a better fit for uh, going forward. You kind of have, and I'll never forget watching, this was during one of his really poor spells, but him at winged foot and oh, just Lord. the frustration. <laughs> there's just the frustration of beating balls on the range in the dark and being like, okay, if I'm not driving the ball 315 yards in the air, then I don't have a shot at this place, right? And I, I'm sure you guys remember 2019 at Beth Page, that PGA as well, which is like one of the most terraculous performances of all time. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how he finished. He gained 10 strokes putting that week, right? Yeah. But th the problem is that a lot of these setups 
for the PGA and US Open are tra- and we could talk about Pinehurst because I just dove pretty deep into Pinehurst recently. Yeah. That's one of the one places. Are you going? Actually, good. I am probably. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm going as well. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, we'll meet up there. I went in 2014. Absolutely. I went to college in the area, so I went when I was in college. Where'd you go, to Duke? Oh uh, well. well so I, 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 I <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I went. I went in in 2014. Um, yeah. So it's been a while. But anyway, point being, like, it kind of seems like a lot of years he's boxed himself out of some of these PGA and um, US open setups. Like, yeah, I don't think he's a great fit at Valhalla. Right. Um, I don't think he's a great fit. If they ever keep going back to places like Torrey pines and quail hollow and definitely not a good fit for Torrey Pines and and Oakmont and all of those tracks like that. So he really is in this position where it feels like to win more majors he needs to capitalize and peak every year at the open and the masters. Yeah. No, he's, I agree he's with aiming that. for Nick Faldo's career, I think would be a pretty good goal. I'd say Andy, I think yeah. we joke, he probably should already be there um, with, you know, all the close chances he's had. But I think if you're looking at a golfer and the majors they've won, Faldo is probably his, you know, most likely slash most possible, you know, guy to chase after. No, yeah, for sure. Do you want the full nerd breakdown real yeah, quick? Please. The... That's so, yeah. So if Spieth dropped dead tomorrow and <laughs> never played another competitive round of golf, he would still be give or take the 35th most accomplished golfer ever. He'd he'd be a Hall of Famer, yeah. Correct. Uh he's had eleven prime years, thirteen wins. 11. three majors, four major runner-ups, 14 major top tens. Like he's, he's already awesome. had a more accomplished career than guys like Ben Crenshaw, Jose Maria, Oza, a lot the ball, <laughs> Payne Stewart, Johnny Miller. Right. So he's, and he's just 30, right? He's just turning 30. So he's, he's already before the age of 30 in one of the 35 best golfers of all time. But you take somebody like Nick Faldo, who I have at 13, ever the 13th most accomplished golfer of all time 33 worldwide wins six majors three runner-ups 26 major top tens so you're basically saying for speed to become a top 15 golfer of all time and when i'm talking top 15 i'm talking tiger jack hogan player sneed hagen palmer sears and watson mickelson nelson ballesteros faldo trevino like we're talking these are the, I've Rory right now at 17, right? So we're talking, these guys are the best of the best. He would need to win 20 more times and three more majors. Now you think does Spieth have what? 10 to 12 years of highly competitive golf left. And maybe he can, maybe he can sneak out a a couple, couple magic runs in his late (laughs) forties, but you're basically saying, do you think over the next 10 to 12 years, Spieth can win 20 to 25 times and three more majors? I so think the he three majors average, part is much more Yeah, like, he has to yeah. average two wins. A, I mean, it, like when you say it, it doesn't sound absurd. Like in the next 12 years, can Spieth win twice a year and three more majors? It's the major part that I think is the hard one. Really, that's interesting. I, I think, think it's I, th- I think it's the exact opposite, Andy. To yeah. be honest, I think I just don't think he. I think he'd need two Scotty Scheffler years to 
be able to hit that. What is it? How many more normal wins does he need? 20. 20, 20, 20. He wins 20 or 25 more times, and he's a top 15. I just, I'm, I'm, you look at how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour right now, even just in normal events. I think that's what makes it so hard. I just don't think, I think winning one time a year right now is, if he can win one time a year until he's 30, if he can average one win a year until he's 43 and gets a few majors in there, that I'm happy with that. I mean, with how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour right now, if he can win those three majors and also average one major, one other win, or if he can average one win a year for the next 13 years, I think that's a successful next 13 years for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're also talking about a guy who's won, what, twice in the past six seven. plus years now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it, six times in 2015. You just need right. one more of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm just, I'm, easy. the thing that stuck out to me was I, so you look at Spieth right now, where the Rory thing really interested me. Uh, so, you say you have Rory at 17 right now? Yeah. No, I'm where's not a Rory D- fan. By where's any DJ? Means. Just by. I, I'm a massive Rory fan. Um, DJ, but I'll forgive you. He's a controversial figure in the game. I've come to understand that these days I have DJ at 30, by the way, if you want, you know, the active players, Brooks is probably the hardest player to evaluate of all time because he has five majors, which is an incredibly exclusive club, but only 13 wins. So there's not another player in the top. 30, 40 guys that have as few wins as Brooks, but yeah, there's see, also very few players that have as many majors. So he's really tough to evaluate. But how many act- active players? Rory 17, Brooks 19, DJ 30, Speed 35. Rom's already at 43, by the way. Yeah. It's gonna be tough for Rom to move up any further, though, I'd assume. Right. Well, you know, that's <laughs> see, that's I amazing. think that I just think for Rory, I, I, so if he drops dead today, mm-hmm. um, do you really, uh, how many worldwide wins does he have? 33. And only four majors. Look I don't bias know. Away, bro. <laughs> Look what the, the bias, bias away. away I, I, I think 30, 33 wins, four majors. Here's the kicker three runner ups and 30 major top tads. So one of the things yeah. I looked about is, as you guys know, golf is not just a sport of, wins and losses right there are a couple guys like on hell cabrera that has yeah. two like two majors and has done nothing else in his career so you can't just look at wins you have to look no. at how dominant a player was mm-hmm. and, no, and rory has had his dominant years for sure there's no right. doubt about that and i i'm 30 major I, top tens is yeah. that's some that's more than that's more than a lot of guys ahead of that's him. that's probably the stat to me that has me a little more on your side. Those top, I didn't know that he had that many top tens and majors. That that makes a little more sense to me because personally, I'm a big in individual sports. It's all about like the majors. Like that's that's sort I'm of how I've you. always, I've always, I've always believed that. And no, it's not just all about wins, but I, I think it's how much weight do you put in the career grand slam? A lot. So you I think, think it- I think that's really tough. And and you brought up a good point because this majors versus wins thing is really tough, right? So there's no perfect answer to this. I can ask all three of you guys, but how many wins 
worldwide, and I take legitimate wins, right? I'm not talking about stuff like the hero, maybe stuff on the Asian tour has to be DP world tour, PGA tour, even the DP world tour one okay. I've done some vetting on the John Deere count, how, John Deere counts. How many, how many wins equates to a major? So I guess, let me ask you a question. What is That's a more, a let me ask, let me, what's a more impressive career to you? 10 wins and three majors or 20 wins and two majors. 20 wins and two majors would be my answer. I think it's more impressive. Yeah. 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 10 to I think 20 it's about equal. I, I, th- I yeah. kind of have that as like, e- I, I think feel it's like pretty it's... equal too. Yeah. I think that's very sort of comparative to DJ and Spieth. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause what? Spieth has 13. DJ's got 29. Yeah. Well, Spieth but, has the two majors. So yeah, I am saying that DJ's twenty nine and two is more impressive than Spee's thirteen and three, but it's close. DJ also has five runner ups. Here's my that's brutal. That major. I mean, Spee has four. Spee has four major runner ups too. Like Spee could have won three Masters by now. Yeah. The thing that I'm wondering is, so Spee in the prime of his career. Had a lot of tough losses, too, playing incredible golf. Like, you look at the PGA in 2015, that it was, like, the best runner-up shots gain of all time, whatever, um, when he lost to Jason Day. Um, the thing that I I it I struggle to put context into worldwide wins is I feel like if Jordan Spieth played as much on the DP World Tour as Rory does in Spieth's 2015 and 2017 era, he would have quite a few more worldwide wins um there but but rory's pga tour stuff is doing most of the legwork like rory oh yeah has, i know for sure i just yeah, think he, that he's got a couple ones that you can quibble with on the dp world yeah tour, absolutely but i just think that yeah that's third the third has two john deers yeah like and and, and but the john deer is pga Texas tour events. players fair enough like, but i think the gap between I think on any given week, it's just hard to win regardless of where you play. Yeah. So if you're no, gonna, absolutely, you're and I'll stand by this, Andy. I think that winning a full field Pebble Beach, even in, even when it's just like Johnson and and Spieth as the only two big names, is harder than winning a limited field event right now on the PGA Tour, purely because I just think there's always that one guy who careers it. I don't think the winning score changes that much. Whether it's a big, whether it's a stacked field or a non-stacked field, I think that will be interesting to see that this year when all the big names come to come to Pebble and play this event. Um, I agree with you, by the way. Um, yeah, the, I, the data would agree with you too yeah. that strength of fe- like strength in numbers, right? Yeah, um, every, like it doesn't is so good at this point. Mm-hmm. There's such like a yeah. There's so much parity on the PGA Tour and such a wide dispersion of players. For sure. I can shoot sixty three every day. Exactly. So I, I agree with you. Um, and that's why, I mean, the live conversation gets so difficult with all of this and just mucks up all of it. Yeah. Just talk- yeah live. How do you, how do you count live wins? Right. Live is right. going to be very interesting in the future. And Andy, I'm really excited to see in 20 years where, how you're talking about like live, if it continues on a path, because right now, obviously we look at it as delegitimate. Right. But if John raw, if say the deal doesn't work or something, and John Rahm goes on to dominate live golf for 20 years. 
Um, I, I just, I think that there's definitely some, there's so much unknown as to, I feel like there will be, live golf will be more legitimized in 20 years if that happens than it is right now. Like right now it's such a like delegitimized leak. Mm -hmm. I think that could change over time significantly. Mm -hmm. So do you guys, I don't want to get too far deep into the live rabbit hole, but do you guys consume live at all or not really? No, no, I don't watch live really. No. Unless I have like a bet on it. Just being blunt, I I mean I have this talk with people on my Instagram page all the time. Besides the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, I just do not care for team golf. It's just Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean I like as you. yeah, as like massive speed fans, I mean, we enjoy the single competition when speed's trying to beat a hundred plus dudes in a field. And there's more when you win like that, there's way much yeah. way more excitement than if you were to win in a team aspect. Mm -hmm. And I okay. also think, like, I'm definitely, of us three, I think, the most. I I think I'm, you guys are definitely more anti-live than I am, I'd say, for sure. Um, I think that even as someone who's, who will defend live in certain situations, I still think that it's not that entertaining golf. I don't think it's that entertaining to watch. Um, but that doesn't mean the golf's not necessarily good. It just means it's not fun to watch. So no. I'll ask you I'll ask you guys this question. If you were a golf history nerd like me and cared about record keeping and one of the ways that I look at who's the greatest golfer of all time because I'm I'm actually writing about this for the website uh I'll I'll put this out on Wednesday or Thursday but I'm writing about what John Rahm needs to do to catch Seve and the pace that John Rahm is currently at, on. Hmm. And you know, one of the big things that I look at is wins and major performance, right? Worldwide wins and major performance. And the struggle I have is, and part of the deep dive I'm doing is like strength of field. It's complicated. It gets really messy, like strength of field on the DP world tour in the eighties versus strength of field right now. On yeah. The How do you like that's So that's the thing is it's like, does a live win? If I'm going to give credit, to if Carrie Middlecoff has to be on my pyramid because he dominated an era, right? But he's playing against firemen and plumbers. <laughs> Do you have to count, you know, if Rom yeah. wins three times, are, those are wins. You, you know, say, that's, that's the struggle. You said you had a full list, right, of, of where mm -hmm. you think the full. So how do you judge, like, someone like Harry Varden? So I do, I am not. My cutoff line is, I believe, the PGA Championship. My cutoff okay. line is when they started to do four majors, I believe, in 1915. So no right? dinosaurs. I, no yeah, dinosaurs. I, I, cut, I cut everything off before, I believe, around the World War II plus era, which is where okay, a lot so of – So 1920s, 1930s is where things really start, which is what a lot of sports do, right, is yeah. there's pre-World War II and post-World War II. So, so how do I'm you... operating post-World War II. Like mm -hmm. Bobby Jones – maybe the most talented golfer ever, right? Top five. He's, he's really he'd never turned pro. Like, I don't know how to evaluate that. He never turned pro. So he's not yeah. on there, for example. Where do, So where, how do you judge like 
the 70s and the 80s versus like how do you judge how do you look at the i didn't Tiger know this was Jack the direction today? we're gonna go down but i, I i'm delighted i'm just interested uh, <laughs> yeah no we could talk about anything tell me if you want if you want to get, get there i have more questions on speed for you guys is the too, list so on the website is the list on no no it's okay. it's 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 private but I, i'm happy to email it to you guys <laughs> oh, that's please do I'm i'd happy. really love to know how you like dive into jack versus tiger and like the different Eras yeah. that they played in. Short answer: Jack more accomplished, Tiger more dominant. Yeah. Um, that's what I have to. That's but, what I think too. but there's there's no right answer in terms of comparing strength of field. I do the best that I can with the data that I have. So largely, this data revolution in golf happened around 2006 ish, right? 2003 to 2006 ish is when we really started getting strokes gained more. So there's no way to measure strength of field in the 70s and 80s the best you can right. do is anecdotal research and, and evidence of of who these guys were playing so it's it's tricky i will say this this is undeniably uh the most difficult era um and this is people that talk about the lack of great players when tiger was at his peak there's some truth to that Right. Because the way that strokes gain work, like Tiger's going to make a lot of guys look bad by how dominant he was. Uh, but you're right. You hit on it. it the PGA tour is deeper than it ever yep. has been. It's harder to win an event like the John Deere than it ever has been. This is something I talked about. I have a long podcast coming out tomorrow on the rollback with Lou Stagner. And we talk about like how junior golf has changed so much and how athletes have been infused into this sport in the last 20 years. And now how, you know, the guys like Ludwig and Gordon Sargent and Minwoo Lee, those guys are 5'10 on a good day, and they can carry the ball 350 yards. And for a guy like Jordan Spieth, who just had a second child and is on now on the wrong stage of 30, it's like, God, I got to deal with this Gordon Sargent kid who carries it 340 now. Like that's 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 the that's the scary thing going forward. I I was gonna say I I think I've mentioned it on our podcast and I I think about it all the time. I don't know if you'd agree with this statement, but I truly think like the distance as guys have gotten longer, it's made the depths of fields even greater. Because I think if, if you hit it far, I just think there's a lot of guys on tour that hit it far that you know weren't around even in 2015. Like I think the strength of field nowadays. And it's tough for Jordan. I think when you look at the leaderboards in 15, some of those names yeah. aren't, you know, as good as, you know, today. I don't think today's era has a lot of great players, but there's a lot of really good players, which make it tricky to win on a week to week basis. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it also depends on setup too, right? And that's kind of goes back into what I was talking about with the US Open PGA champion stuff is that, and I, this may be controversial. I, I am pro rollback. Um, so I don't know how many feathers I'm ruffling there, but part of the problem is, is that the way that the PGA tour is set up right now, uh, is very outside of a couple courses. And these are some of the courses that Spieth tends to play really well at outside of your heritages and colonials, right? It is incredibly advantageous. Like if I was building a junior golfer right now, if I was telling a junior golfer, their easiest roadmap, to be a PGA tour player, I would tell them speed train and be a good wedge player, right? Because the PGA tour in a lot of ways has been reduced 
to uh, driving distance and wedge flight, right? And Spieth kind of comes and goes in both of those. Like Spieth is not short. That's a misconception that people have. No, we he's know just, that, yeah. Of the elite players, he's not as long as your Rory's and Rom's and and Ludvig's and Hovland's, but Spieth is above average in driving distance on the PGA Tour. It's just not an elite skill of his. Yeah. And you guys know better than anyone else. Like the wedge play comes and goes. Yeah. yeah. Imagine Spieth just like walked off the the course after shooting like a 73 on a Sunday and like, you know what? I'm taking the Matt Fitzpatrick route <laughs> and just decided to speed train for a year and a half. That'd be brutal. Well, he's picked up so much distance the past yeah, he has. three years. Granted, he's he's probably just hit the center of the face a little bit more often. But somebody somebody mentioned it on Twitter, like they want to see fat Spieth again, which I thought was hilarious. But like young Spieth was just kind of like uh he had a little like young sort of pudginess to him. And I think that kind of in my head tells me it's more um maybe you know i didn't have the uh the techniques or the experience or the ideas of how to train your body to play better golf um but i think that speaks more to like just being all feel and now i think he works out a ton and you can see it and people who work out are very um sort of rigid in your movements right because your technique has to be great and I think that kind of translates into a swing a little bit. I know that was a, a bit of a change of topic there, but I was just thinking about that. Um, no, for sure. As you mentioned, some of the like picking up ball speed, because I think his body's in better shape than it it was. I think he's also just hitting the ball better. But with that, I think came a little bit of a loss of uh, sort of feel. And part of that is also just the whole mental game that he's playing in his head 24 7 and the experience that's come with the the shortcomings and the failures in some of golf's biggest moments yeah i mean i hear i hear you with the lack of field then i you know i say it all the time i mentioned it with the strokes gain putting in the majors whenever i get asked like if there's one thing i he could fix i i always you know come back to the putter because Andy, I mean, you know this, Rory, Rom, Scheffler, Spieth will never, ever, ever be as good a ball striker as those dudes. But what he used to do best is he'd lap them on the greens and he just doesn't do that anymore. Um, he's an okay enough ball striker, obviously not as good as those dudes, but he should be lapping them on the greens like he used to. And he just doesn't do that anymore. It's all just because it's a one, it's a, it's a man versus man sport. It's not a, a it's not team sport, right? You're, you're, you're by yourself. And then there's so many more factors that play in because you just look at purely from an intimidation standpoint, no one on the PJ tour right now stands next to Jordan Spieth in the final group on the first tee and is feeling the way that they'd feel with a Scotty or Rom saying next to them, like not even close. Um, he you think used they'd to be more or less intimidated by Spieth. Even, like today. Yeah. Way less. Um yeah. purely because I just I don't think I don't think Rom plays with Spieth and watches him stand over a ten footer and is scared of him making them over his head all day. Um whereas really? every single time Rom puts a wedge ten feet, we're all thinking it's a birdie without even him putting it yet. Because they're just it's not even making the 50 footers 
It's the, which is where he did lap them, as you said, Jordan. It's, he's not making the putts he needs to make to win. There are putts that Scotty Scheffler, even as the bad, not great putter that he is, makes when he's in contention. And that's why he wins. Um, you just don't see, I, I, I Scotty Scheffler is by no means a great putter. No, far from but, it. But at the hero, he made everything he needed to to make, and he ran away with the win. Mm-hmm. Spieth doesn't have those weeks anymore. So let, let me ask you guys this question, and this is going a little bit. I'm pivoting from the statistical stuff with Spieth and asking you getting more into the realm of unquantifiable stuff. How do you guys feel about him joining the policy board in terms of how that would affect his on-course play? Because I was thinking about this the other day because I'm a massive Rory fan, right? So the interesting, he basically is taking Rory's seat on the policy board, right? And one school of thought is, oh, this is great for Rory, right? Like Rory is, he's not going to have to deal with all that bullshit anymore. He's not going to have to, he's not going to have to be the mouthpiece of the crumbling PGA tour. He's just going to get to focus on golf do less interviews, stop answering all these questions and focus on the golf. Yeah. Right? But I mean, Rory statistically, I know he didn't win majors, but Rory played some of the best golf of his entire career while in that position. So yeah. when you guys heard the news of Spieth joining the policy board, were you pessimistic or optimistic in terms I, of how that may, might translate to his on the course? Cause by the way, like, it's not just his first season as the PGA tour policy board director. The entire future of the PGA tour is completely in flux. That job right now is way harder than it ever has been in golf history. I mean, he's out there with Cantlay and the rain group negotiating (laughs) the entire future of golf. Oh, and by the way, like this is his first season ever as a father of two. Yeah. There's a lot going on in his life. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't really think it affected me that much from a fan's perspective, purely because it's just he's very different than Rory. He's he never gives his opinion on anything. True. He always keeps it to himself. He always says the most conservative possible thing he can to the media every time. Um he'll never give you an opinion that Rory would give you. He'll always keep it pretty much to himself, whether he's thinking about it or not, which he probably is. Um I don't think it will be as big as it was for Rory, either good or bad, um, him leaving versus Spieth coming in. But I definitely think there's a lot more to focus on for him right now. And I think that started with the kids in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't really think I reacted positively or negatively to it, but I was sort of just like pretty neutral on it. But I, I don't know how Dan and Jordan feel about it. Well, I, I think – the initial reaction was, uh, shoot, less time to practice. And <laughs> given the way last season ended, it's like, I have okay. to fix pro golf. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, t- yeah. Right. Trying to fix the state of, of this game. And I can't fix the state of my own game. Uh, that was kind of the initial thought, but I don't know. I don't think it, like Bob said, he's so, um, he gives good answers, but they're very benign. And they don't stir people up ever. And I kind of think that uh, it comes doing that comes so naturally to him that I don't think he he spends a lot of time 
picking the the right words to say. I think he just does it. So I don't um I'm sure he's probably tired, but I also don't think he would do it if he didn't like want to do it. Um so I don't know. I think he's he's a well, he's a good uh fit for the kind of what they need right now. I think Yeah, we we talk about how Spieth is not as he doesn't get as much coverage as Rory purely because he doesn't speak his mind. But I think in the locker room, he's still a very big influence. Uh, totally. Totally. Uh, like within the walls of the clubhouse, he is very much listened to mm-hmm. um, purely because of how big his name is in general. I mean, we talk about um, all the time how Spieth and Rory are really the two players that the PGA Tour can't afford to lose. Because... Somebody came out, I, I I think it was Brandel who said Spieth would be a bigger loss or Spieth moves the needle more than Rom. And a bunch of aggregators were upset about that because obviously Rom has been a better player than Spieth over the past. Yeah, I don't years. think it's really close. That's crazy. <laughs> Spieth is Spieth is a way bigger star Spieth than Spieth gets offered. Like it's not it's not close. Spieth gets offered Probably close to eight hundred million if he yeah. was. Well, he's a way bigger star. Than so him. yeah, Andy, we played the what would live offer Spieth if Rom got yeah five hundred fifty. Like what? What do you think that number is? We kind of settled on eight hundred, but yeah. I, listen, I can't say it's a ton higher than Rom because my guess is that so much of live is the global aspect and and them attempting to lead into the global aspect. So I think Liv could probably talk themselves into just getting Rom is going to generate so much money for us when we go back to Valderrama again. Yeah. But I, it's it's not less. It's not I it's, think it's, it's more the the aspect of this could be the punch that like I mean yeah. if Rom or I mean if Warrior Speeth leaves those are the two players that the PJ Tour can't really afford to lose. Yeah, and there's something about Spieth that um, fits with the PJ Tour's brand, I guess is the yeah, way that I would phrase it, right? For sure. <laughs> like, you have this guy that won on the PJ Tour at a really early age, right? Even his, you know, that first, that early win at the, at the John Deere, some of his early wins at the Travelers are still iconic PGA tour moments that they like to show on the telecast. Anytime you go back to TPC river highlands and TPC deer run like Spieth has Spieth has been the lifeblood of the PGA tour in many ways, post tiger, because he has won at all of these venues that a lot of, you know, these guys aren't going to, return to anymore he he goes to texas and plays colonial and valero like he does so much for the pga tour um in terms of its marketing and its branding strategy and its dollars generated on some of the lesser weeks still being able to cash checks off of those magical speed bunker shots from the mid 2000s that i agree with you um i think that speed is way bigger of an asset to the PGA tour, both from speaking from past experience and going forward than John Rom, even if John Rom continues to outplay speed for the next 10 years. 
Yeah, I mean, he's plain and simple. He's the face of American golf. Um, what I always come back to, like, he won the U.S. Open at the youngest age since Bob Jones. I'm sure you know that, Andy. So, I mean, like, to win the U.S. Open, the national open of our country, um, he's the biggest American name in golf. Um, you got Rory, who's Northern Irish, and then you got Spieth, who's American. And, I mean... We talk about it all the time. I don't think there's anything golf needs more than a Rory Spieth showdown Sunday at Augusta. Um, you got the two biggest names in golf right now besides Tiger. Um, Tiger isn't going to be playing forever, so why not that? Is is there anything a guy like Scheffler could do to become uh, sort of the face of American golf? Like, is it just go on a Tiger-esque run? He's going to have to play amazing because I don't think he's charismatic enough. And that's not to say that Spieth was some magical, mind-blowing interview, but there's this, there was this boy, boyish like quality to Spieth, this relatable everyman quality to Spieth, where you watched him play golf and it, it gave you hope, right? Um, there was something magical and whimsical about it. Uh, and Scheffler's like the polar opposite of that. Right? <laughs> Scheffler's robotic. He's mechanical. It's unattainable, right? I, I couldn't swing like Scheffler if I wanted to, let alone hit the ball straight swinging like Scheffler, right? And Scheffler looks like he's 42 already. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so much of Spieth's charm was it was this 23-year-old kid kicking everyone's ass and he looked like he was 16. Um, I watched a lot of footage from 2015 to 2017 when I was doing research for that article and watching Jordan Spieth play golf was spellbinding, right? You, you couldn't take your eyes off him because you didn't know what he was going to do next, right? And Scheffler doesn't really bring that to golf. I mean, I'm in the top 99.999 percentile of people that watch golf. I'm sure you guys are too. We, yeah. There's there's nothing about Scheffler that I think is getting the casual fan. Like, think about a text you're sending to a casual fan. Hey, Speed's making the turn at Augusta. He's three back. Right, like if you're sending that text about Scotty Scheffler, it just you're doesn't not. hold that. You're not right. It 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 there's it doesn't hold that same type of rarefied air that that Spieth holds in terms of kind of the majestic whimsical nature of of the way that he plays golf and and puts butts in seats. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy too because like I think the thing with Spieth, he Spieth did at such a young age. Scotty's already 27. If Scotty would have done what he's doing now, like five years ago and he was 22 or 21, I think he'd be in that, like, you know, conversation of like the face of American golf. But I think it's Speak did it at such a young age and the go golf world was looking for like another American superstar at such a young age. And Speak provided that. Um, yeah. I mean, this was also in a time where like, you know, in 2014, 2015, Tiger Woods wasn't like the Tiger Woods that everyone had been watching for 10 years. So they were looking for a new guy. 
yeah, yeah, he was hurt. He had all the things going on. He was in rehab for the past five years. But people were looking for a new guy to kind of just like, yeah, get hooked on. Yeah, like a new made, drug. He made uh from twenty four. He didn't play at all in twenty sixteen. Tiger played twenty three times in a four year stretch between twenty fourteen and twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, they were looking for. A guy, but you can't just look for a guy who's good. He's got to be entertaining, right? And that's Spieth what was more than a guy. <laughs> um, what? Spieth was more than a guy, though. It's not like they were just looking for a guy. Spieth was doing things that haven't been done since Correct. Tiger. Has since anyone Frank. ever came at you with that angle before, guys? Has anyone ever hit you with, no. uh, does Spieth, did Spieth simply market correct a Tiger injury? Like, does the Spieth thing never happen if Tiger's healthy? Spieth doesn't have many haters. Somebody, like, no, you're somebody, right. He he doesn't have haters because he keeps he keeps his mouth shut. Yeah, he doesn't say exactly. he doesn't say anything yeah. controversial. Said, yeah, yeah. Somebody brought up on Twitter that like when Tiger started to struggle, Spieth was like in full bloom, and then Tiger came back around 2018, and then obviously won the Masters in 2019, and then Spieth like fell off a cliff. <laughs> And then again, Tiger, kind of the same thing. And then Speed sort of restored. And it's like, yeah, how does that, how does that kind of work? It's Here, and here's my opinion on just in general. That's a good point, Dan. My opinion on the in general of what Speed's career, just the reality of where he is right now, is 2021. That should be a year that greats should have on average like he won once it was not a huge event he played better than winning just once sure the numbers say that but that was a good approaching great year but that's not that should not have been what we looked at it as heaven because we hadn't seen anything close to it in five years 2021 was his best year since 2017. Yeah. That was the year he came runner up at St. George's, right? Runner up at St. George's. um, Seven top fives. He had like the, he had like the eight at the masters, right? So he like, he played like really well. That's his best year since 2017. No, it was a great year. He shot the, he shot the 61 at Scottsdale. Um, Like it was just such a hype fun year and he should have won more than just once for sure. Putted half decent that year. Yeah, he just he looked more like his old self, but that should not be the peak every three years. Um, so well, that might beg the the bigger question of like, well, who is he really? You know? Yeah, that's that's exactly I what got, I'm touching. I, on. We have that a lot is, more. We have a lot more evidence at the professional level. I don't want to say the the amateur. Like I guess if you look at his whole career, like when first time he ever picked up a club when he was four or whatever it was. Like every sign pointed to, yeah, this guy's gonna be awesome, right? One two USAMs. Everyone's ass at the yeah. amateur yeah. level. Like the stories coming up in Texas, Scotty Scheffler, Zalatoris, all those guys worship Spieth. Yeah. And so Speed now was better junior golfers than all of them. Like they all worshiped him. He taught all of them. Like they were all under his tutelage in Dallas in Dallas. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that at the pro level, we have a larger sample of him being 
an above above average player, but not that dude that just like kicked everybody's ass for right. There's not there's not six years saying that he's like, yeah, you know, top twenty five player in the world, top twenty player if you include you know those bad years, and then there's a four year sample of this is guy's a top five player in the world, and it's interesting that that's um kind of yeah. where we are it just always circles back to like man it's crazy if you told uh yourself in 2017 after the open that speed has two wins and we're approaching 2024 like two wins since yeah. then it's just i mean it yeah for sure it's disappointing but i remember you writing in your article something about how the error is essentially the speed that we once knew is essentially gone um what he did in 2015, unless you're Tiger, was never sustainable, first of no. all. No. Um, never sustainable. Putting, the iron play, it was it was never going to be that. But 2016 was a fine year. Like, that was not a team sustainable. Yeah. Like he yeah. Yeah. Like no one is saying he needs to have three more 2015 years. It's not reality. Right. Um, but the fact that we're on we're going on eight years now if he doesn't win this year with two wins is absurd. Um, so, so let me yeah. ask you guys this, cause I gotta, I gotta get out of here in a second. So let's end with some prediction. We do as well. I have the dolphins game to watch. So. Okay. So let's do big. I'm going to ask you, so we'll do rapid fire on this. I'm going to ask you big picture, his career, and then we'll do quick predictions for the falling season. If I told you guys, Speed's career, 10 more wins, one major. Are you guys signing for that? Or are you saying, like, if somebody hands you that. What's says, the major? It says as a. <laughs> What's the major? <laughs> major, major of your choice. Oh, so it oh it's, it's then, okay. yeah, I'm taking it. It could be another. Okay. But that means that's what you're getting. That's fine. Give me if Frisco. I get the PGA. Give me Frisco, yeah. Yeah, if he's got the PGA, then he. Adds... So, what major would you choose? You guys would choose WPGA. PGA, the PGA to get the Grand Slam. That instantly makes him, I believe. Yeah, it's a top. Yeah, probably. So, let's, so I'll just say, this is not even including the Grand Slam, right? And the Grand Slam elevates him in, into a category that six or yeah. seven other guys have done. But say he wins ten more times in another major, now he's in the. 24 zone. Yeah, with, I don't think I take that. I take my gamble that he can get two. I think just with how good he is, I mean, because deep down he's so talented. Yes. Um, and how well he plays the open and Augusta, I'll take my gamble that he gets at least one. So you're out. More. You're not signing for him. No, but I'm in if it's the PGA because if he's a PGA, he immediately he doesn't have to win again. If he yeah. gets the PGA, he passes Rory all time, and I'll stand by that. <laughs> if he's got the same amount of majors with the career grand slam, he passes oh, Rory all time. Andy, I got a question. I got a, I got a response question for you. Okay. Who wins more majors at their current numbers where they are, Speed or Rom? So just going forward? Well, no. Speed's at three, Rom's Spieth still at two. three, Rom's at two. I think they finish with the same. I think they I, I would agree with that. Four. I think I, I think Rom gets two more and Speed gets one more. Hey, so at least you think Speed wins another one. That's I nice. do, I do, and I did, I did this with Kyle Porter. Me and Porter recorded a 
Kyle thinks he wins five more. An over-under podcast. <laughs> no, Kyle was measured. Kyle was at, at four with me. You guys should check it out. It's on the feed. Um, Will do. So, okay, so what are you guys, What are you? are you signing for 10 and one? If yeah. it's major of choice, yes. I think I think even without major God, choice. that's hard. Because I think he could get hot, but he hasn't got hot in six years, seven years. So You're it's telling like, me, I'm going to take the 10. and I'm, gonna take I'm not the, taking the 10 if it's not major of choice. If I don't uh, get the Grand Slam, I'm not taking I'm it. Enjoy it. He gets 20 tries at the Masters and the Open from the ages 30 to 40. He gets 20 chances. It's a five percent major clip. Two of twenty. I I think two of twenty is very much in the realm. And let's not act like he couldn't. Like he probably won't. But he also has twenty tries at the U.S. Open and PGA. Like Pinehurst. Yeah, Pinehurst is definitely. I think if everything goes right, correct, Andy. I I think Pinehurst is is probably his best on the U.S. Open Rota right now. Pebble Beach. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing about Pebble Beach is it's very different. For the U.S. Or, Open, that, that it is. is the rough agreed. is so long; he has to drive the ball so well that agreed. week. Agreed. And um, Andy, I'm sure you have a better idea than we do. But how many par threes at Pinehurst are like over two ten? Oh God! So every single one is above one ninety. Uh, and it's over. and and he, he's not a great long iron player. And, <laughs> no, and, he's and, not. And they are. I just did a podcast up Pinehurst, so I could tell you nearly exactly. Number four is like 240. Nine is 190. All right, so nine's an eight ironed if the wind's 15, right. 15 is is 200, and 17 is is 210. So, you know, Pinehurst, you have two really tough par threes coming down the stretch out of your last yeah. four shots, Yeah, um, which is interesting. We're okay, going to need so- some, some Louis from the woods, I think. He's going to need to get some foul ball luck at Pinehurst. <laughs> So so now let's just do 2023. Like, what's your official prediction for Jordan in 2023 in terms of just give me a major performance? Like, does he win a major? And how many times does he win? I'm gonna say he he wins at Colonial, and <laughs> he's a he's relevant at. Uh, I actually think he'll be on like. I'll say he's relevant at three majors and he's like really relevant at one. What's the one? By relevant, I mean like top going into the weekend. It's like he could still, you know, he needs a good moving day, but he could still win. Yeah. What's the, what's the really relevant one? Uh, I'll say, I'll say Augusta. I think he, I think, but no wins. Just, well, he picks off colonial. He wins okay. Colonial. No major wins, though. No major wins. I, I basically okay. the same thing. I have one win and relevant in one, like really relevant. I have him deep contention in one major and then one win. Gosh, it's so boring. I think I'm I mean, on the same page. Andy, the expectations be, can't be high. I, I thought can't. you guys were going to be way less rational than that. Well, he – No, see, we're hear. very down to earth about speed. We will tell yeah. – like, we're not – like, like sure, we're biased when it comes to defending him on a – like, on a – all time level, but right now we will tell you exactly how if, it is. Yeah, I mean, if you watch him, he doesn't look like a guy that's winning a major championship. No, not at all. The only the only major he could realistically get is the CJ Cup at Craig Ranch. <laughs> I think that would be his his most realistic. I don't even know if he's playing it this year because it's not Why an AT and T event. But right, he just I like it... he should be like 
he should win Augusta if he just doesn't make a couple of mistakes that he makes every single. I mean, last year, 13 in round one, he just craps away on Saturday. He's laughing about I don't Saturday. Care. When it was I don't care how bad his swings are for the next 10 years. If he plays Augusta smart for yeah. 10 straight years, he'll win twice at least. Yeah. Like he makes so many he awful mistakes at Augusta. He makes going way... back to even 2016. Yeah. Not why, yeah. why are we not going from the drop zone? He wins the, <laughs> uh, he wins the masters. If he goes from the drop zone, Andy, I don't know if you have the stat on it, but I guarantee probably the last three years at Augusta, no one's made more birdies than him. No, I, I think you're he... right. I think you're right. Yeah. He I, just I makes remember way hearing that anecdotally. Yeah. I think I'm on the same page as you guys. I think he's going to be super, super relevant at a major and not win. And then he'll get, a heritage colonial Valero, something of that ilk. Pebble would be cool this year. Maybe with the Fe- Phoenix field. would be really cool. Well, yeah, like, I'll, I'd, I'll, I'd actually I'd be. Love, I have. I'd, um, love, I'd love to see him win Phoenix on Super Bowl. Weekend. I have a uh, media passes to Phoenix through school. So really, how'd you yeah. get that? Well, I I work for the radio at ASU. So um, oh, that's all. Sorry, that's just like there? yeah, I'll be there um all week probably. I get to go into the like media room, watch the interviews, stuff like that. So it's sweet. Right. I know. I've done it, yeah. I've done it a couple of times. The yeah. first time I was ever credentialed was uh tiger at, at, was Genesis. And the first one I walked into was tiger's press conference <laughs> this past year at, at Genesis Genesis in February. And it's like, Holy shit. Like I could actually raise my hand right now and ask tiger. <laughs> yeah. Question. No, and it's, I, I'm I was, excited. I was because... scared shitless. I, I chickened out. Yeah. But. It's cool. Yeah. It's a really cool experience. I'm really events, excited. How many events have you been to, Andy? Credentialed or just as a fan? Just like as a in general, yeah, just as a fan. Um, I've been going. I try and hit two majors a year. Um, I've been going to PGA Tour events for my whole life. Um, yeah, and I'll hit. I try and last year was really convenient for me because Oak Hill. I'm a junior member at Oak Hill, so that was really easy. And then LACC, I I spend most of my year in in LA. Um, this year, I'm going to the Masters with my dad, and then I'm going to try and do Pinehurst. We uh, would love to have you back on after the Masters. To is this your first time? Anytime. I yeah, it's my first time going to the Masters. Oh yeah, we've got to go, hear that. Supposed to go last year, my dad got COVID, so we're going this year. Oh. So I will, yeah. uh, yeah. Anytime you guys need me, I love doing this. Anytime you need me for the, yeah, I'd love to hear your stat experience. stuff or, or anything with majors or whatever you guys want. Just let me know. Recap speech, second jacket. Sounds like a plan. Before you leave, test it out. We had an interview like two years ago. One of our first episodes, he said he put, um, some of the Augusta grass in a water bottle and the entire water bottle was green by the next day. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah. They're I'll painted sure to, completely. Uh, I'll be sure to check that out. Yeah. I'll be yeah. sure to give it a shot. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. We appreciate you coming on. This is this is definitely a fantastic, interesting topic to to discuss. Um, it's, it's been a good one. Uh, it's been a long one. Um, we've gone over Sorry. an hour now, but but no, this was that's we love it. Thank you so much for for coming on, and hopefully we can talk to you again after the Masters. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks Perfect. so much. Take care. Peace. Take care.